Paul Julia Kreitz of all the games the Blue Jays have played this year. That was certainly one of them. Seems pretty crazy to say what we got actually seemed like a, unfortunately, a typical game down at the Trop. A lot of ugly baseball played this evening, even a little bit from the Rays as well, dare I say. But I guess we can start with this tonight. Uh, Does this game officially, in your mind, put to rest the idea of having Jose Barrios pitch over Ross Stripling in the playoffs, right? I know Stripling himself didn't have the greatest game of the season in his last start recently, but if you weren't there already, maybe you were, but if you weren't there already, does this officially anoint Stripling as the guy in a potential game three in the playoffs, no matter what happens the rest of the year? Yeah, sure. I think that, first of all, sloppy is is the word that comes to mind to describe uh, the way that the Blue Jays played this game, it seemed like a winnable game. Of course, you never want to see a pitcher exit a game uh, with an injury. We know just how banged up the Rays are right now. Not that the Blue Jays are completely healthy, but it seemed like with, with the Rays having lost three in a row that there was an opportunity to create some momentum here and uh, just just didn't happen. And And when you look at the fact that the Blue Jays, you know, got off to an early lead and it seemed like things were going to go their way. And then Jose Barrios just cannot find his stuff. Uh, The breaking ball just wasn't there. I think that the the changeup at one point was working, but it was so all over the place and shaky too. Velocity wasn't what it what it usually is for him. Not that velocity is a is a big weapon for for Barrios, but that's also a pretty good indicator. The guy is is down a tick or two. You kind of know where he is, uh, maybe mentally or maybe physically. Something that we have talked a lot about recently is fatigue. Right at this point in the season, every single team is going through this. There is a little bit of fatigue set, setting in, and I think that maybe when we talk about Ross Stripling. Perhaps that's what we saw in his last outing a little bit because it has been a very grinding season for every starter, but especially someone who maybe doesn't have the track record of of being a full-time starter throughout his career. All of that said, I don't think that in good conscience you can give the ball to Jose Barrios in a game that matters as much as, a, say, a game three of of a wild card series. Unfortunately, I'm a huge Jose Barrios fan. I think that he has the stuff to be one of the best pitchers in this rotation in this rotation. But for some reason, inconsistency, it has been a word that we have used so, so much to describe the Blue Jays. And Jose Barrios is there front and center when, when we're talking about inconsistency. In the playoffs, it's just not what you want. And you can't really afford to have it, especially if you're the Blue Jays and you're probably headed towards a, a, a wild card series. So... Yes, I was very reluctant to to accept that maybe or or to agree with it. But at this point, Ross Stripling is the number three starter. But then again, show you you and I were talking about this. Maybe we won't even see Alec Manoa in a wild card series, depending on how things go. John Schneider saying that he would forego Manoa for for a, a playoff series. Yeah, Shai Davidi tweeting if home field advantage in wild card round. Excuse me, he's on the line in game 162. Blue Jays would use Alec Manoa even though he'd missed the first round, said John Schneider. Um, but we'll, so we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second here, certainly. But I, uh, I just, I, last time we discussed the Barrios start, I had chatted about this with Ben Nicholson Smith on, um, on Jay's talk. I think it was last weekend. Barrios in that past start, 
he wasn't really locating that hammer curveball of his, right? He was getting by with the number two, number three pitches. He used the fastball tonight. Uh, pretty much nothing worked, right? He looked like he was throwing just just meatballs a lot of the time. He looked awful from the second pitch of the game, which was the bomb given up to Aranda, I believe. Didn't really get better from there. Easily one of his worst starts of the year. You mentioned the injury to Yarbrough. Advantage, not they just didn't take advantage of it. It was so ineffective, it was basically a bullpen game from the third inning onwards. I'm not going to spend the whole of Jay's talk crapping on him because I can see some texts here on the text line, and uh, they're not positive because we all saw and heard this game, but he was bad. Like his sixth out of the game came at pitch number 74. His final line, two innings, seven hits, uh, six runs, all of them earned, one walk, one strikeout. He gave up the home run to Jonathan Aranda. Like For example, I see here, Let's see, I'm just looking through a couple of these texts here. Vincent Aurora, pretty cut and dry from Vince. Tonight, Barrios was a complete and utter joke. Uh, I see here another one from, well, I read this one earlier, but I'll reread this one again. Mark from Tilbury, Stripling as a third playoff starter for exactly the reason Barrios is proving tonight. Stripling is consistent. You can prepare the bullpen accordingly for one of his starts. Anything and everything can happen with Barrios on the mound. There's no, te- there's no name on this one, but enough with Barrios, please. I just can't anymore. No way. <laughs> Jose, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> clever, uh, clever, a uh, clever uh, text yeah. hashtag for that one. But, uh, but yeah, I think I, I, I get the sense that people have seen their fill. And here's the thing. Barrios has been so good for, for, I would say like 65 to 70% yeah. of his starts. He has been, I think good. Right. And even when he has looked less than inspiring on the mound, he's been able to gut his way through starts. And like I said, last weekend, he, he was able to do that with his best pitcher or his, Top two pitches not working tonight. Absolutely unable to do that. And we've talked about this before, Julia, but the idea that in a long series against the same opponent in a place where you historically have not had the greatest success, Tropicana field, the trop, no one wants to go to the trop. Certainly you need your bullpen to stay as rested as humanly possible. And with Barrios going only the two innings today, Mitch White going tomorrow, who in the last couple of starts hasn't been super inspiring either. It begs the question, how much is the bullpen going to be taxed between now and the end of the weekend, for example? Certainly the Rays used a ton of relievers today as well, but I mean, they have a veritable bullpen factory going on down there at the Trop, whereas the Blue Jays, the, it's it's a relatively limited selection to choose from, and we know these guys are not perfect either. I mean, Jimmy Garcia, I still have a lot of faith in Jimmy Garcia. I still have a lot of faith in Jordan Romano. Uh, with no runners on, I have a lot of faith in Adam Simber, generally speaking. But, you know, I, I just... You, how much can these relievers be relied upon to get you from the third inning all the way to the end? Not a lot. Not For no team can that be a reasonable expectation. No. And you look at the guys that were used today, sure... Not many of them were perhaps high leverage guys. I would argue that David Phelps maybe has a, a more prominent role to to play. Zach Pop pitched pitched well today, I would say. One and two thirds. Sure. He was he was good. I mean, he allowed two hits, struck out one, but uh I mean, no complaints, you know, when when looking at what Zach Pop did and we have to 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 give props to Foster Griffin for coming in, pitching two innings. Eat some innings for sure. Right? Yeah. At this point, when you're trying to save those high leverage arms for when it counts, it's a, it's a pretty big deal for a guy like that to, and I believe this was his first ever outing with the, with the Blue Jays since he was claimed off waivers uh, right. from the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, yeah, it was a debut tonight, yeah. 
And so there are some positives, I guess, but when you look at the way that that bullpen is right now, the amount of outs that the Blue Jays have asked of them, and considering that this schedule is not easing up and the wild card uh, series begins pretty soon after the regular season, it, it's not looking good. And, and boy, do the Blue Jays need to get Alec Manoa back on the mound. Give us eight innings and uh, let's never look back. That's Julia Croy, Time Show Ali. You're listening to Jay Sox, certainly on the Sportsnet Radio Network as we discuss the Jays' 10-3 loss to the Rays to kick off this four-game set. Um, if you are so inclined, give us a call, 416-870-0590, 590 star 590 on your cellular device, 590-590 is the text line. Name and location, please. Um, you know, Julia Blair and Barker, the guys were originally scheduled to do this game, and yesterday they asked to swap a shift around. So I just have to ask, what did they know? What did they know about this game that, that I did not know, that you did not know? They, they, clearly, they clearly knew something. I will certainly message them for lottery numbers or something because those <laughs> oh, dudes are on man. the money today. I, uh, I am happy they didn't have to. I'm sure they watched, but I'm happy they don't have to uh, break this one down because I'll be honest, uh, there, not a lot of positives to break down in a game like this. I'll say this. One, one positive I will try and glean from tonight. So right before the game started, we got word that Santiago Espinal had been put on the 10-day IL, which certainly is not a positive. Uh, but if there is one development that you can possibly take from tonight is that with Espinal out for a while, again, 10-day IL, uh, I don't believe it was retroactive to a certain day. I think he was just put on the 10-day IL as of today. So other guys are going to have to step up. And obviously Espinal is a guy you see get the majority of starts at second base unless they kind of juggle things around. His defensive uh, prowess out there is something that you you like to see more often than not. We're not going to see that in the next couple of days. So at second base, Kevin Biggio and Whit Merrifield specifically are going to have to step up. Lots of guys are going to have to step up, right? Lourdes is still not in this lineup. And uh, now Espinal on the IL. Uh, Merrifield crushing a pair of home runs today. That's one positive I can probably take away. I, 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 don't, I don't know. You can, are you going to say that Merrifield is going to go out there and crank two home runs every time he goes in the lineup? No, but... Seeing him possibly heat up down the stretch, a stretch in which you will be without Santiago Espinal, it's it's a little more encouraging, I would think, because then you can use Biggio in other spots if needed. Like, for example, we sometimes see Biggio take its starts at first base when Flatty DH is for like You can still see some flexibility on the infield, even with Espinal on the IL. Yeah, and with Whit Merrifield, we know that this is the first time probably ever in his career that he has not been an everyday player since he joined the Blue Jays. He has seen more of a pinch hit role or more of that utility role in which you you kind of fill in the gaps here and there. And he has been very honest about readjusting to that and, and making sure that he's still ready to go, right? Body and mind and, and, and ready to, for any situation. He got the start today in left field and, uh, you kind of wonder if that has something to do with it psychologically or he's like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing here. This is where I'm the most comfortable and right. I know what the team needs of me right now. So that is perhaps a little bit freeing uh, in, in many senses of the word for him to just go out there and do his thing. We know what Whit Merrifield is capable of. We know that he is a certified major league player. He can play multiple positions and, and he can deliver those big moments last uh homestand and i forget what game it was i think it was the 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 manoa 
the Manoa flu game, if I'm not mistaken, he delivered the game winning hit there, the mm-hmm. game winning uh, RBI knock. And so we are seeing Maryfield sort of maybe settle in to his new surroundings and his new team and in what is asked of him. He is a guy that comes with playoff experience. He is a veteran. And for him to show that type of, of power and that type of talent today to sort of reassure everyone in that dugout that, hey, I'm still Merrifield, don't worry. I, I, might, I, I may not have looked like myself uh, for a little bit here, but this is who I am. That's a pretty good sign. No, he's not going to hit two home runs every time he plays or every time he gets a start. That's just not realistic. But for Merrifield to go out there and do what he did, to your point, show when the Blue Jays just lost Santiago Espinal. They don't have Lourdes Gurriel Jr. They are talking about there's ideas floating of maybe Matt Chapman getting a start at shortstop right. because Bo Bichette, who leads the league in at-bats, we figure that out <laughs> mid-game here, he has seen a lot of innings. He has seen a lot of at-bats, and he needs a rest too, right? Shortstops need rest too. So there's there are so many moving parts in this Blue Jays lineup right now that John Schneider and the rest of the coaching staff need to be mindful of and, and manage in a way that the team is as ready as possible for that wild card game. When you look at what, what Mayfield did today, that is very encouraging news as the Blue Jays try to solve that puzzle. Do you think we see Gabriel Moreno play any position not named catcher between now <laughs> and the end of the regular season? It's funny, right? Because apparently he was taking outfield practice yeah, I heard that. at Rogers Center, yeah. which is something that he had never done before. But when Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hit the IL and, and, and we kind of saw what that did to the lineup, he went ahead and he did that. He has played third base in, in the minor leagues. Sure, he's primarily a catcher, but he came up actually as an infielder. He was scouted as an infielder at first, was signed as a catcher, but that's the position that he was playing when when he was scouted. It's a possibility. Again, when you're talking about uh, sort of solving that puzzle and, and, and making sure that everyone gets days off their feet and they're ready to go in the wild card, that is the value of having a guy like Gabriel Moreno. And he's still giving you good at-bats too. He had a walk today, a five-pitch walk. Uh, a guy that isn't necessarily flappable at the plate, even though he's very young and these are very meaningful games, right? So certainly a possibility. I don't think John Schneider is a guy to um, to discard any ideas uh, before giving them thought. It's really going to depend on where the Blue Jays are in the standings and, and, and how everyone feels on any given day. Yeah, very important series against the Rays because coming into this game, the Blue Jays had sole possession of first place. Regardless of what, how the rest of the games tonight go, they will still have sole possession of first place in the wild card going through the, uh, at least going into tomorrow. But still with three games against the Rays who are right there in the wild card race, that's going to be a real tight one. Um, I'm going to want to read some texts here, Julia. 595.90, name and location. I see uh, Ryan from Victoria. Okay, if Brios doesn't start in a three-game series after Manoa Gosman stripling, can he be available from the bullpen if they survive the M's or Rays? Then I think you can give him a shot in a seven-game series. 
I would almost take a Kikuchi start to give the rotation a rest over another bullpen or Mitch White start. I don't know if I'm like quite there <laughs> for the Kikuchi start. Yeah, that seems extreme, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I'm quite there, Ryan. But I, I, I do agree with you. Like, let's say, let's say Manoa Gosman stripling is enough to get you to the ALDS. Let's just say it is, right? Let's say it does take three games and the Blue Jays win a close three-game set, a tense game, but they they win it. They move on to the ALDS. You get, you get to see, I guess actually they, I, I think the ALDS, I believe it's five games. I could be wrong. I think it's five games for the ALDS and then seven games for the ALCS and then the World Series. I believe that's how it, how it works out. So let's give, let's say a five game series. Would you be okay with Barrios being the guy, the starter in game one of the ALDS of a five game series? Cause that might be what has to happen, right? I mean, cause otherwise you are going to go with what Ryan said and go with Kikuchi or Mitch or White Mitch or a, White. or a bullpen day, which I don't think like, I, I know it's a question mark now over Barrios when it comes to starts between now and the end of the, and the end of the season. And I, I guess like, here's the other kind of dicey thing too. Today was Brio started today. There are three games against the Rays remaining, then three more games at Rogers center against the Yankees. That means in some way, I don't know who the opposing pitcher would be for the Yankees, but it lines Barrios up to pitch against the Yankees in the series at Rogers Center next week. Uh, I mean, you would I think you would have rather him pitch against the Red Sox in the following series, but I think just the way things line up, you are going to see Barrios pitch at maybe the last game of that Yankees series, unless they like you know change the rotation and flip a couple things around. But that's the next team he's going to face, and I mean, the Yankees are playing a little bit better. I'll tell you this. I, I don't know if Judge will probably have hit his 60-second home run up before, I don't know, like next Wednesday or something. But if he hasn't, boy, and I, don't, I can't imagine anyone's going to feel super confident about seeing Judge walk up to the plate at the Rogers Center with uh, Barrios on the mound. I thought you were going to say, yeah, Judge will probably hit, have hit his 60-second home run by the end of this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> because that is, that is how the season is going. The Yankees are tied right now with the Red Sox in the bottom of the night. Yeah, shockingly, actually. Shockingly. Indeed, the Red Sox have nothing to play for but to, to spoil the Yankees season, I guess. it's uh, well, Here's what I will say about Barrios uh, in a possible start against the Yankees. We know that the splits indicate that Barrios does better at home. So there is that silver lining to sort of grasp onto if you want to if the Blue Jays want to follow the rotation with the way that they have set it up now and Barrios does end up pitching against New York at home, first of all, keep in mind that he has been pretty effective at Rogers Center. And second of all, keep in mind, as our texter said, anything and everything can happen when Jose Barrios takes the mound. Uh, so yeah. there is a possibility that he is dominant and, and the Blue Jays don't run into any to any issues. It's a, a pretty big roll of the dice at this point, but it all depends on how these next three games against the Rays go and, and, and how the Yankees square up against the Red Sox, really. It, it's, I wouldn't want to be in John Schneider's shoes right now because these are very, very big decisions that you have to make with not necessarily a lot of data to, to, to back it up. There are no guarantees from now until the end of the season. I, I'll say this, Julia. I do think that you play 162 games essentially for a chance in the playoffs. It's essentially what you do because nothing is guaranteed in the playoffs. And I, someone I texted in like weeks ago, I think it was when Blair Barker were, uh, were on, but someone I texted in and it was something like, 
isn't this all much ado just to see who loses to the Dodgers in the World Series? And like I laughed at that because it kind of does feel like that at times. Even like if the Astros or the Yankees even were to lose to the to the Dodgers uh, in the in the World Series, or I don't know if anyone would be like that surprised ultimately because the Dodgers are very 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 good. So I, I you know that's just how it is. But I uh, I don't know. I I just. I'm not sure if I want to take that much of a roll of the dice in the playoffs when it comes to Barrios. Because like you said, the the high of Barrios is like seven innings of like 10 to 11 strikeouts and one run maybe. Yep. And the lows are, well, what we saw tonight. The yeah. low is, is tonight and the lows are the season opener when he didn't get out of the first inning. Those are the lows. Lows are very, very lows. Stripling's lows are essentially what we saw, what, a couple of star- a couple of nights ago or whatever, right? When he When he went four plus innings essentially and still in the end only gave up a handful of runs. Right. So I think that's where, that's where it lies. And I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, uh, willing to bet most people listening are going to fall on that side. Um, I just want to get to this text and we'll hit a quick break. Jim from Athens. Uh, I would like to know your answer on what Toronto team had more hype coming into the season, the Leafs going into last season or the Jays (laughs) entering this season. Uh, Jim, I'll say this. I actually think it might be the Jays going into this season because the quotes uh, for quotes of things like, um, what did Vladdy say? The last season you saw the trailer, this season you're going to see the movie. First yeah. of all, that really gets me right where right, right baseball and movie intersections that really gets me. So thank you for that quote, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But <laughs> the leaves of last season, I'll just say this. I believe uh, more pe- people just expect the Leafs to just lose in the first round. Yeah. I think that's kind of like you can, and then they did, right? So I mean, I, I would love nothing more than to see the Leafs make it out of the first round for as a long-suffering Leafs fan. But uh, I dare say, hype-wise, I dare say hype was pretty high around the Blue Jays. Yeah, with the Blue Jays, you were expecting Avatar, and you got cats. <laughs> no, that's 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 too harsh. I regret. <laughs> I liked it. cats. As- I- I enjoyed Cats. Oh, I did. Show. I saw that movie on New Year's Eve. Like, like I saw that movie like hours before the ball dropped on New Year's Eve, like in 2019. That movie. I, you know what? I like Cats. I'll say it. You know what? I, I regret comparing <laughs> the Blue Jays season to Cats. That's not a fair comparison. So please forgive me, everyone who's listening. But show what you just said is unforgivable. Please let's hit the break because I need some a couple of minutes All to. Right. Maybe we can come back with some cats music. No, we're not allowed to do that. This is this podcast friendly music only. Okay, let's hit a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do the bet three six five standings update. We'll get back to the text line. I see a whole bunch here. One from I see one here from Adam in Vancouver. Brad from Kitchener. We'll get to all your texts on the other side of the break and the bet three six five standings update. But you're listening to Jay Stock here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Show Ali and Julia Croitz. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Jay's Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Show Ali, Julia Kreutz alongside you for another 10 minutes or so. As we discuss this 10-3 Blue Jays loss in the first of four against the Rays down at the Trop. You know, Julia, I'm convinced that the Trop, which I also think is the closest thing to the eye of Sauron the real world has, is a venue that is so universally hated across Major League Baseball. I know Blue Jays fans hate it. I'm like judging from what other fan bases not just in the AL East, but other teams have said, uh, people really dislike the Trop. Uh, even Rays fans seem to dislike the Trop. Honestly, I'm convinced that it draws life energy from the teams and people who are like in there on a daily basis and that the Rays have figured out how to like use it for their own nefarious purposes. It's so funny though, because in, you know, I may be biased because I, I, I get so much 
Keegan Matheson content, but it does, <laughs> but it does seem like the reporters in general really do like the trop and not just Blue Jays reporters, but I have seen Yankees reporters, White Sox and was, and so on. It, people actually have a lot of good things to say. And then, <laughs> and then, you, and then you see the players and, 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 and the way that things shape up at the trap and, and, and people and, and teams really try to avoid it. And, and you're, you're seeing John Schneider actually consider using Alec Manoa in game 162 if home field advantage depends on that game. And, and that, to me, really, it tells you all you need to know about, first of all, Tropicana Field, the fact that the Blue Jays have not been successful uh, at that ballpark at all, or when you're thinking about uh, the Seattle Mariners, the trip to Seattle is, as my wife would say, a schlep. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's a hard trip. It's, it's tough for players and for the stamina and for the endurance and all of that. Again, it's, it, there's so much to consider. There's so much strategy that will go into this, these final uh, couple of weeks. And the Blue Jays are really, really putting in a lot of value on that home field advantage, which they currently do have a hold of as things stand, right? Yeah, let's check out the Bet365 standings update. Thank you for teaming up for that. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19 plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. That's how you know you're getting used to doing these, right? You, know, you got it like, oh, we're late on the read? Get, get to the read right away. Uh, let's check the standings update. So Houston... New York and Cleveland still leading their divisions. Uh, the Yankees game, I believe, is an extras. The game is in the top of the 10th inning, 4-4 between the Yankees and Red Sox in the Bronx. Not that that has too much of an effect on the wild card race or the division race really at all, but I uh, just figured give that update. But uh, other games going on or finished, of course, so the Blue Jays and Rays game ending 10-3 for Tampa. The Seattle Mariners beating the Oakland Athletics 9-5 Finally, actually getting a single win against the A's after dropping the first two games of that series. We all said the Mariners had a, a powder puff schedule between between the like the last the last couple of series straight through to the end. Prior to today, they had a one and four record against the combined against the Angels and Mariners going into today's game. So the Mariners did win nine to five. And uh, let's see. And uh, of course, the Blue Jays game itself. So that basically puts this the standings a little closer. Jays 84 66 still sole possession of first place. Tampa Bay 83 and 67. So the Blue Jays are a game up on the Rays. Seattle is 82 and 67. They are just a game, a half game back of of uh, of Tampa Bay and then you got in, in, I guess in fourth place really. You have the Baltimore Orioles 78 and 71. They did win today. They blanked the uh, Houston Astros surprisingly. They won 2 nothing. But even with the win 78-71, they are four games back of that final wild card spot. So I think that Julia, I'll say this, the the the, the thing you don't want Going into the final three games of the season, if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you do not want those three games to mean anything for the Baltimore Orioles. You can only control what you yourself do. So, you know, not a lot of point in paying attention to what the Orioles do prior to the first week of October, but still, you got to take care of business, not just to solidify your own spot against the Rays and and the Mariners in the wildcard race, but you don't want to go into Camden Yards in the last three games of the season with anything being like really on the line for you. I agree, and I think that uh, the fact that the Orioles are playing the Astros at this point, you know, with the Astros having already easily secured the division, 
there isn't really that much to play for if you're the Astros. Sure, you want to get to 100 wins maybe, but that's coming. They're at 99 right now. It's just, it's probably somewhat an advantage for the Orioles to be to be playing them right now at Camden Yards with the youngsters with something to prove. And then you have Trey Mancini coming back. And there's just so much lore around that series pretty naturally. And and, and this kind of has all of the ingredients to 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 turn into one of those Orioles resurgences that we have seen you know, a little earlier in the second half of the season and, 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 and really put them in contention for a wild card spot. And that is not good news for the Blue Jays. Very little right now is good news for, for the Blue Jays. I, I think that, again, you sort of need to hold on to the fact that everyone is scuffling a little bit. The Mariners dropping games against the Athletics, dropping games against the Angels. Robbie Ray has faltered a bit you can see the fatigue maybe settling in there as well there are some points that point towards things sort of evening out and that is good for the blue jays but overall that's exactly it's exactly what you said show you have to take care of business and control what is right in front of you because you're not going to get any help from any of those other teams at this point. No, you're, you're, you're not going to. And still, I think even after the Mariners wrap up things against the Athletics, they still have, a, I think they're playing like the next three worst teams in the American League to wrap the season. Teams like that are as bad, if not worse somehow, than the Angels and Athletics. So I think, again, you, you can't really hold your breath for losses from teams like the Yankees and Athletics. You can only really control what's in front of you. Um, I see a text here, Adam in Vancouver. Julia said it perfectly. Barrios hasn't been consistent. Playoffs are about being dependable, consistent. Bothered me how many people start to question Stripling after one not-so-great start. Still wasn't near as bad as today's, Bar- today's Barrios' start. Even Garrett Cole has bad starts. Even on Blair and Barker, after that start, they question whether he's the Game 3 starter. I hope this clears things up for people. I see one here. Uh, Tony from Kitchener. Tony texting in to say, I don't know if you're aware of these stats, but since Wit, uh, with Wit, 5 and 16 in the starting lineup, 20 and 3 when he's not. They have lost 7 straight when he's in and won 16 straight when he isn't in. I'm pinching, my, I'm pinching myself because he homered twice tonight. I had to double check that it was actually him. But if he is heating up, it's nice, but his track record is bad since he came to the Blue Jays. And then we were talking about it earlier, and he, uh, Tony texted back to say it's very encouraging, but he, Julia, but he hasn't earned my trust just yet. And uh, Tony also said, "Show you a lot. Uh, you have lost my respect after your liking of the Cats movie." Okay, well, <laughs> okay, Tony. I guess <laughs> I, I, I'll go to my grave. It was an entertaining movie, but I it love was... <laughs> this development for us. It was it was a bad movie. Yes, you're right. Um, I did want to read. I wanted to get to the text that we or the tweet from Shy that we kind of alluded to a couple times. Yeah. Home field advantage on the wild card round in wild card rounds on the game. Line in game 162, Blue Jays would use Alec Manoa even though he'd missed the first round, said John Schneider. I don't want to I don't want to accuse John Schneider of like outthinking himself necessarily, but uh I think you would want I think no matter who the opponent is, even if home field advantage is on the line, I think you would want Alec Manoa pitching game one of a playoff series. If like if 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 making the playoffs is on the line, then I think you use Alec Manoa. You pull out all the stops to make the playoffs. But it's not if it's not on the line and a loss still means you are making the playoffs. I I think you just take Alec Manoa and put him in Game One. Here's the thing, though. He said that before this Jose Barrios start, right? Right. 
When you look at where the rotation is, uh, the pieces, what each starter has to offer, maybe, perhaps, <laughs> you can make the case that there is enough in that rotation to make up for a lack of Alec Manoa in a three-game series of the wild card game, of the wild card uh, uh, set. After this Jose Barrios start, I don't know that Schneider's opinion is even the same because now you are faced with the reality that maybe you don't have four reliable starters. Maybe you only have three. And so what is more important? Is it home field advantage or is it putting yourself in the best position starter-wise to, to, to make sure you, you get out of that three-game set with a win? I honestly don't have the answer for that, but I think it, it further complicates things because if you are comfortable using Alec Manoa in a game 162 because you think that Jose Barrios will be reliable down the line, sure, but then he hands out an outing like this and then you have to go back to the drawing board because at the end of the day, what is more important here? Yeah, I, I, I would think any sort of playoff success is more important than lining up home field advantage. I think, again, because we've said this a couple times, because you're trying to control whatever it is you can control, you just win as many games as humanly possible because people have texted in to say, hey, what do you think the best matchup for the Blue Jays is? Is it the Mariners? Is it the Rays? Is it the likely AL Central winners, Cleveland Guardians? I know that White Sox have been trying to make up ground, but it it looks very likely it's going to be the Guardians at this point. So who are the best matchup for the Jays in a, such a scenario? I, I guess I would think it's the, the guardians. I would think, I think your, your chances against the Mariners. Cause here, here are the three guys going for the Mariners. It's going to be Ray. It's going to be Castillo pro, and probably Logan Gilbert. I would imagine and George Kirby pretty good as well. If you wanted to, you know, stack two guys for the Mariners, if you're the Rays, Shane McClanahan is going to be number one. Doesn't look like that. He left the start early a couple days ago, but doesn't look like that's going to issue bother him too much. He's still likely to play, I believe, on Sunday of this series. Tyler Glasnow is throwing, I believe, a, or is doing a rehab start, I think, tomorrow, which means that he is scheduled to pitch against the Guardians next week, which would also line him up for a potential playoff appearance. And then you got, I would imagine, Jeffrey Springs as the third guy for the Rays. And if you're the Guardians, then you have... Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. And I'm not really sure who comes after that, but you have at least those two guys and those two guys are pretty good themselves. So I guess what I'm saying is sure. You'd, I guess maybe take your chance against the guardians, but you can only really control what's in front of you. So I think if you're making the playoffs, you want your, you want your three best guys. If you're talking about the McClanahan's and the Robbie Ray's and the Luis Castillo's of the world, you want your three guys to be in that, in that position as well. And Manoa is, is the guy at the front of the list. He is. It's so funny to me how much this conversation fluctuates because it seems to me like maybe a month or a month and a half ago, I got a question on the radio of, of like, can any rotation in baseball match up with the Blue Jays? Because that was their all-time high and starters were really dealing. And at that time, it seemed like they were invincible and none of us were ever going to die, right? And and, nice. and <laughs> would it though? <laughs> and then <laughs> you know you you kind of uh, you look at it now at such a short span of of time, right? It, things can change so quickly. Reliability, dependability is the name of the game right now. If you can't get that from Jose Barrios, do you want him on the mound? 
in a decisive three-game set in which pretty much every game will be an elimination game. Let's be honest. That's yeah. that's how it's going to feel yeah. when you are on that field. Yeah, so yeah. does he have sort of the 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 mental stamina, the determination, and the and the dependability to do it? I, I honestly, at this point, I don't think anyone can answer that about Jose Barrios. Yeah, Jose Barrios, again, the story of tonight's game after just going to two innings, allowing six earned runs, seven hits. He walked a guy, one strikeout from Barrios tonight, and uh, the home run he gave up was on the second pitch of the game to Jonathan Aranda. I believe it was Aranda's second career home run, and it came off the, uh, well, it came off a, a ball thrown by uh, by Jose Barrios. Um, Julia, before we go, and because, uh, again, I think, we're, I think we're all in agreement, people on the text line, you and I, I think everyone is in agreement that uh, Barrios is not going to start in a three-game wildcard series for the Blue Jays at pretty much any point. I, I don't really want to see Barrios out of the bullpen in a three-game series. I just yeah. he, He's only done it, I think, once, and that was in like 2014 or 2015. It was a long time ago, and he wasn't particularly effective at it for the Minnesota Twins. So I just don't think you want to see that too, too much. But before we go, just I, I figure we'd end on a positive note. Yep. Uh, I saw that you are now officially a full-time, not-contract employee with MLB.com. In our business... That is a rare thing indeed. You've been great with the uh, with the written word. And of course, we love it when you're on with us at the fan and uh, on the network. So I'd just like to offer you a very uh, hearty congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's all for you, Julia. It's all for wow. you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I did not see that coming. You guys are sneaky. I, I love it. Thank you so much. Um, Tom says that's more people applauding than we're at the trop tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's right. I think you're right, Tom. (laughs) See, that's good stuff. This is, this is why I love doing it. Um, there's, there's just so much to, to love about this job. I really do love coming up here and, and doing this with you and, and hopefully I get to keep doing it. Hopefully we, we get to, we get many seasons, uh, uh, next to each other here. And sometimes you from the ether, I guess, from the, the backseat of your car, whatever it was, yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that wedding situation. This is, uh, these are the good days. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy, very glad that I get to do this. And uh, I will say it is more fun when the Blue Jays win. I, I feel like it's yes. more fun to, to, mm-hmm. to write about it, to talk about it, uh, to read texts or whatever it may be. But uh you know, there, there's a lot of beauty in this game. There are so many good stories to tell. And at the end of the day, I think we all need to just remember that these guys are all human beings, right? Like you and me. And so I've just, I'm just having a blast. Uh, so thank you so much. That was very, very, very special, you guys. Thank you. Julia, I know you're, you're not on with us uh, for the weekend. but So let me ask you this to get us out of here. Uh, if there was one, so Blair had asked this to Barker the other day, and I want to ask the same question to you. Down the stretch in the next however many games remains, right away, like 10 games or whatever it is, one position player, if you could pick one guy to step up, one position player, not a pitcher, but a, a hitter, to step up and, and really jump out here quickly, who do you think it might be? If I were to, say, like, bet on a guy to, to yeah, jump sure. out? Yeah, sure, someone underrated, someone you're not thinking of, like not a Vladdy Jr. or a Bo or something. Ooh, okay. An underrated guy. Shoot, and now I have music playing. Ah, Oh, I know. I'm so... 
if he's healthy, Santiago Espinal. Okay. What right. would you say? I would say Tapia, but I'm not sure. Really? He, yeah, I, I think Tapia is going to be in the midst of some pretty big ABs. But yeah, hey, let's you know what? Let's see if we'll see if we're right. Maybe Espinal comes back and 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 produces. Maybe it's Tapia. Maybe it's Merrifield. Maybe it's Biggio. We'll have to see. But that's Julia Kreutz. That does it for Jay's talk tonight. Appreciate the text as always. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Links Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side baseball fans. Tomorrow, Mitch White heads to the mound for Toronto. Jeffrey Springs for Tampa. Julia is off. I'll have Jay's talk Friday, Saturday. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow.